0: All right, guys. Al Soto with Below the Belt Show, a special interview with the directors of this amazing comedy, Drunk Bus. Wow, we really need a fun comedy like this, and uh, uh, during this time. So we got John Carlucci and Brandon Laganki. How are you guys? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> well, how are you? Great to talk to you. And when I say we need a doing film, all right, like, doing all right, good. Good, good, good. Um, so, why do I say we need to see a film like this? Because uh, I think that with with all the uh, the COVID nineteen and injustices in the world, and cancel culture, and people being sensitive, uh, you know, sensitive about everything, we need a fun, raunchy comedy that that has been missing. And I think you guys really delivered with with Drunk Bus
1: for sure. Oh man, that is Thank such you. a compliment. Thank you.
0: Absolutely,
1: um, I love agreed, hearing that. Know? I love hearing
2: that, you, you know, you, you say it's raunchy and fun and comedy, and then somebody else says it's, it's got a lot of heart and it's serious. So we love that both those worlds are kind of being juggled. It's, it's amazing.
0: Yes, yes. And of course, yes, uh, that other opinion is correct on the other uh, end of the spectrum, I'd say so as well, because it's, it's got such a great heart uh, of, of a story with the two unlikely buddies in, in Michael, played by Charlie Tan, and Pineapple, playing himself. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, let's talk about uh, just the beginning of the film. Um, you're, you're, um, you're working with a script from Chris Molinaro. Um, it's a well-written script, a um, lot of fun. Reminds me of my college days, of course. Um, tell us about collaborating with, first, first. with uh, Chris's script.
1: Um, this, I, I would say about Brandon and I came to this next level Okay, it's time to start thinking about our first feature, and right. you know, should we be a, should we do a horror movie? Should we do a comedy? Um, and we were kind of incubating a few ideas, and Brandon would always tell stories about, uh, you know, one time because he drove the college drunk bus at Kent City, Ohio, and um, he said one time on the drunk bus this happened, and he would just tell these funny stories, and we started realizing this could be something, and you know, the the pitch was kind of clerks on a bus. And we met Chris through a mutual friend, read a script of his that was hilarious. We were reading other writers' material at the time, we weren't really resonating with much of it. And Chris had sim- similar sensibilities with humor, and we pitched the idea to him. He loved it, and we just started to formulate this thing together. And it was a fun process.
2: All right, so yeah, so um, I so I drove the drunk bus in, in in college at Kent State University in Ohio. Oh wow!
0: Yeah, this, it was the
2: perfect script
0: then. It's <laughs> perfect for me. Yeah, this is I, you're saw, I was with. like,
2: I was like, how did you know all these things about me? Um, <laughs> but I, I drove it from like two thousand one to two thousand five, um, and uh, I I moved from Ohio to to New York. Um, and started becoming a filmmaker, started getting into film, met John, um, we started collaborating. And I'd, I'd always tell John about this like weird job that I did uh, on the drunk bus. And he was like, oh, we gotta, we gotta do that. We, got, we gotta make that. Um, so we hooked up with uh, Chris Molinaro, our screenwriter, uh, through a mutual friend. And the three of us just started working on it. We actually, we, we drove to Kent, Ohio, rode the drunk bus, got inspiration, um, a lot of the stuff that's in the movie was, was from those, those nights that we were on the, on the bus, just kind of like hanging out as well as my personal stories, as well as John's stories. And Chris, we all kind of brought, came together and collaborated and I, and it's, it was, you know, was really great.
0: The end result was really great. So did you actually shoot in Kent, Ohio?
2: No, so okay. we we were going to shoot in, in, in Kent, um, and uh, we just, it, because of budget and uh, other various things, and our producer, Eric Hollenbeck, uh, brought us to Rochester, New York, and we shot it up
0: there. Rochester, New York, very good. Awesome. Tell me about the challenges of, of working on a, what appeared to be a moving bus, because um, I imagine with a bus in motion could be challenges, or was it maybe a green screen, some movie magic, and
2: uh, it seemed like it was moving. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that question. It's it's yeah. it's uh, a lot of people don't even know that we shot majority of the movie on a soundstage um, because uh, you know when we first started uh, going into pre pre production, um, we started realizing like this is an action movie, you know, like we're on a we're, a moving bus is a hard thing to shoot, you know, right. for for a low budget and that. Right. On top of on top of that, we also it's cold weather. It's like freezing. We shot it in. Rochester, New York in, um, in January and February and March. So it was like freezing. Um, so what we did is we, we actually, we, we split the whole production and went to a soundstage and b- bought a fleet of buses that were identical. We ripped open the bus. So the whole front of the bus was ripped open and we shot through the front
1: wow. windshield
2: and, and redid the lighting. And, and, and I mean, everything was just kind of like, uh, and what we did is we, on the soundstage, we got these Astero that, that chased around the whole perimeter of the bus. So it looked like passing lights. Oh, wow. we got a, um, we had a PA shaking the bus. <laughs> um, we frosted the windows and then we had a, we had a rear projection system on the side where we shot plates, at the Rochester. So you really like when you're on that bus and stage, it was actually very disorienting. You, you, you didn't even know that you weren't, out in the world Um, and then everything that was shot that way towards the driver was all on the stage and then everything shot the reverse towards the windshield that was all on um, on location. Um, So it was really it was really really tough actually because we had to split scenes um, and and try to figure out all right when we're shooting this way it's going to be on Tuesday when we're shooting this way it's going to be today it's lots of continuity
0: um, stuff to get right yeah 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 No doubt. Well, let's talk about this amazing cast because I think you've, you've nailed it. Um, Of course, uh, love Charlie Tahan. I mean, I'm a big Ozark fan. Okay. You have Pineapple playing himself. You have Dave Hill playing Devo Ted. Tell
2: us about uh, the casting process. So the casting process. um, So so yeah, so Charlie, we we found um, through a casting director. Um, we we were huge fans of Ozark. We were we were we were really big fans of his of his feature called um, Super Dark Times. Um, he was a little bit younger at that at the time, but it was a great film. And we just kind of, as we were watching Ozark and watching all these other films of his, we just sort of ingested all of these things that he's done. And and we we're just like, that's that's our guy. Nice. Um, he's he's perfect. And then you know, Kara, We met with our. We went out to LA and met with her and fell in love with her. Obviously, we, we remember her from Moonrise Kingdom and um, a lot of other films. She was she was also in Jim Jarmusch's Bus Movie, um, uh, Patterson, yeah, Patterson, um, which is cool. Um, and then obviously, you know, all the other cat. Dave Hill was as is, is a buddy of ours, so he 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 was always our. Um, our Debo Ted, um, Will Forte is a friend of John's back from when John did some um, art department on SNL. So we, he's been attached for since, since kind of since day one. And um, and then Frank Iero from My Chemical Romance was also a friend of ours. And we, we've collaborated with him a bunch So we, we, we brought him in. And then obviously Pineapple yeah. is, is just the guy. I mean, just, <laughs> he's, the, he's the real guy.
0: I mean, I don't know of any other Samoan tattooed face guys, but uh, I guess he was exactly what you are looking for. So he's pretty mm-hmm. much playing, playing himself.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he's, he's I don't playing. Know who... Oh, go he's ahead, there. John. We can hear you.
1: Yeah, he's kind of a caricature of himself. He, uh, he and Brandon were the same age at the time uh, when they were together at Kent State. So he's playing an older uh, caricature version of, of himself. You know, we kind of let him sort of write his own dialogue based on his own vernacular and uh, have him punch things up a little bit to make him feel more authentic. I think we knew from the start it had to be him because he's so unique. And part of his uniqueness is his appearance. To try and replicate that would be, it it would, and they usually never fake tats, especially like that wouldn't be pulled off properly. Right. But, um, you're shaking your Out. head, Brandon. Out.
0: Not only the tattoos, but wow, the piercings, the uh, the <laughs> the septum. Yeah. The, the, uh, does he have a hole under his actual lip? Yeah. Oh my so, goodness.
2: So Pineapple is a, he's a modification and piercing um, business owner in Austin, Texas and Houston right. and a few other places. And he What he did is he actually scarred his face first because scarring is permanent. You can't get rid of that. Like tattoos, I guess you could get, you could get them, get, get rid of them. But the scarring is, is till the day he dies. And then, and then off off of the scarring, he tattooed his face. Um, He has a, he has a huge um, piercing through his nose, through his mouth. And I mean, various other places, some places we probably can't, Can't don't want to talk about. (laughs)
0: That's great. I mean, yeah, perfect, perfect uh, role there. And I just love the camaraderie of, of the two um, leads in, in Michael and Pineapple and uh, the friendship that they had. I mean, their ups and downs and all that stuff and how I love how Pineapple really convinced Michael to become a better person in a way, encouraging him to get laid, being more badass, you know, encouraging to fight, uh, retaliating for the frat house.
2: Yeah, getting laid, def- if you're getting laid, definitely makes you a better person.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I
0: mean, you know, I mean, you know, he's a young guy, you know, why not, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, I also want to talk about the, uh, the
1: Star Wars references. The pandemic can relate to that.
0: Yeah, because uh, I'm sure uh, Chris yes, was
1: the already wrote
0: this, but noticed several Star Wars references uh, during the frat party scene. I will also, take soul, Drew, soul uh, credit for that. So the, the film has been really well received. Um, you, you got the independent um, film Reese, you know, the, the tell us about um, the independent film reception
2: for um, for Drunk Bus so far. Um, you mean like a, the just press and or I know it's been submitted to several film festivals, correct? mm -hmm. And uh, and it's it's won several awards. Can we talk about some of them? Sure. Yeah. So it's you know it was originally slated to premiere at South by Southwest. All right. I'll start over. So originally it was uh, slated for South by Southwest, um, and obviously we know what happened there um, with the pandemic. And um, but. But since then, it's it's gotten uh, you know really great reviews. I mean, it's it's all very positive. I mean, I think we have a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now, um, which is Amazing. awesome. And it, you know, it's not just one review; it's you know uh, a a good a really good amount. Um, and it's um you know we've just we just received some some good reviews over overseas too in the UK. So it's it's I'm happy to hear that you know people that are not American are also getting it. Um, I also just love hearing, uh, when I see reviews about people that are really getting it, like they're really getting what, what we sought out to, to, to make, um, you know, it's, it's so awesome to see that it's just, it, it, you know, really is, um, reassuring that we, you know, we did our job well. And, um, also like people talking about how great pineapple was and no one mentioning like, wait, why, you know, how many days on a on a on a soundstage did you guys shoot? Like, no one even talks about the soundstage or the fact that it's you know, so. So, all yeah. those things are really great. And um, you know, then we, we won we won the San Diego Film Festival, and we not only won it, but we got the Audience Award, which is really fun. fun. And um, it's been playing at a lot of it was at SinQuest and um, Cleveland Film Festival, and a lot of other places. But um, but yeah, the response has been awesome. I mean, it's I, I'm I'm I kind of feel like once, once you get those like really bad reviews or those trolls, that's when you really made it, you know, cause that, that's when it's really penetrating outside of the yeah.
0: your circle and
2: you know, so like I'm waiting for yeah. those bad
1: reviews, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's been great. Yeah. I think, um, it's been getting a lot of love, you know, I think <clears throat> something that you, you started with is, um, serendipitously this movie is getting released in a time where we do need comedies it's been a really rough year for the world and uh, and I think we're getting lucky with with the timing of that um, I think also what people expect from the title uh, you know they 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 come in and get a different uh, different flavor it's you know it obviously has a lot of heart and I think that's resonating with audiences um, That it kind of leaves you with sort of this ambiguous hopeful without spoilers uh ending um yeah and i think i don't know i think we kind of knew writing it that that was that was going to be the approach to the character um and i think i think it worked
0: fantastic i love it and uh, john we were talking about star wars Yes. Um, and the references uh, <laughs> in the film, at least three references. Uh, one yeah, calling, why don't you
1: give me the ones that you picked up?
0: The one with Pineapple being called a fat Darth Maul, which I thought was hysterical. Right. And then he that later said he looked like Yoda swallowed or,
1: or ate John Oh, yes. Hulk. And yes.
0: then there was another Star Wars reference at the frat party.
1: Right. The uh, great shot kid There was one in a million. We right. had to watch. We had to show Charlie and Kara, or I did, repeatedly uh, that YouTube clip of like, this is your line. Uh, why, why you don't have that burned into your psyche is beyond me. But, um, yeah, it was kind of, you know, I'm a big star Wars fan or I was like, you know, I don't subscribe to a lot of the shit that's going on now, but, um, (laughs) making this movie, you kind of, you have this main character who is the pilot of a vessel who is protected by a larger, uh, kind of boisterous entity and started yes. thinking, well, this is kind of like <laughs> it kind of has like an emo Empire Strikes Back vibe to it. You have this I love like it. I love it. <laughs> sort of like robot you know, Justin, you know, there's always the, the joke that C-3PO is gay, like maybe there could be a reference that like you know, Tona and, and Justin are, are sort of like uh, C-3PO and Kara obviously like Princess Leia but I think the, the my favorite Star Wars reference is it's not verbatim, but it's kind of implied is that when Wookies lose, you know they could have a tendency to rip your arms off. Yeah, and there's this, where Pineapple goes into the back, and he's like, "Good, because this is, happens again." Or rip your fucking arms Get arms
2: off. off, right? Yes.
1: And um, <laughs> I actually wait, let me comment-
2: stop you for a second. Why, why do people think CP3O is gay?
1: C3PO? Uh, it's just because he's this snooty, like British. Like uh, you know, maybe effeminate type thing. I think it's just the obvious low hanging. Mm.
2: I've act heard that as well.
1: Part, you know. Anyway, sorry, um,
2: never heard that. Yeah.
1: before. But I actually had a conversation with uh, our one of our prop guys to get one of those little tiny chess boards with the magnets, and maybe it was going to go in a cutaway like next to Pineapple while he's sitting on the bus to sort of tie in the the you know the weird space chess board that they use in the Falcon, but. That was, that was too obvious, so I mixed it. But yeah, so there's there's a lot of Star Wars DNA in there just because it was a very uh, influential piece of, of why I personally got into filmmaking. So I, it had to be there at some some point. But yeah, I think it's a favorite is, is the Dar- Darth Maul fuck Fat Albert is really funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that, that wasn't the original script by Chris. That wasn't, we didn't, was there anything added uh, that was not in the script?
1: That was actually it. Was originally it was supposed to be Darth Maul fucked Precious, but we thought that was a little too insensitive. Uh, no, yes.
2: no, it's Precious not. Hadn't <laughs> come,
1: Precious <laughs> hadn't come out yet.
2: Yeah, it hadn't come out yet in 2006 when it takes place. So that's why we mixed it.
0: Nice, and yeah. that's that's actually what was my next question about the uh, getting that year because the flip phones were there. Uh, were there any challenges to get uh, the year right uh, in 2006? Because I'm I guess, what, did you shoot pre pandemic?
1: Yes, 2019. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, uh, other than uh, the, having the right technology, like the flip phones, uh, any challenges with uh, getting the year right for the film? 2006?
1: Mm-hmm. Not really. Uh, yeah, I mean, we didn't have the budget to say, like, we could only use era uh, proper vehicles, or I mean, I'm sure you'll see some modern cars in there somewhere. Um, we tried to be as strict as possible with the soundtrack. Um, well, we, we you know what? Liberties, but.
2: You, you know what was hard is finding a first generation iPod. That was kind of difficult, oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. The one that Pineapple uses to play the um, party music.
1: Yes. But the well, fashion was. The wardrobe, was yeah. Easy. yeah. Yeah, that was, that was. Uh, and the.
2: The graphics were hard too John remember like getting getting the graphics right for the T the T9 texting. Yeah. In, in the in the post process that was that was we definitely went through a few rounds of of revisions on that to make sure it was of the era you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Would it would it work as a contemporary version? Is there a reason why you wanted to stick with 2006 cuz you, you could have easily done it a 2019 fic, flick. Right. With the we script, we, right?
1: we started writing it modern, you know, of the of the time, and because um, there were even some, t- we had a we had a scene where a bunch of kids were just like, once they saw pineapple for the first time, they were, you know, filming him, hashtagging drunk bus creature, all these things, and and then we started thinking like, oh, it might be more fun. The cool thing about writing retro movies like that is you immediately get to eliminate a device. A narrative device which is smartphones yes. and unless it's crucial to this i mean everything can be double checked now in terms of like if your character is doing something they can easily use the internet or you know a- any type of thing to 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 prove yes or 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 no if that makes sense but mm-hmm. um i think eliminating that gave us a better narrative element it also took out the 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 modernism of, uh, you know, ride sharing and Lyft and Uber and-
0: That's know, right. You
1: that know, didn't exist.
0: That did not right. exist back in 2006.
1: Right. Yes. So, so which, which gave Michael's role and that his occupation even more uh, weight to it. Um, Absolutely. So yeah. It's also, know, just
2: a, it's also just a kind of an interesting time, you know, like 2006, early 2000s as I, I just haven't seen a lot of films set in that time, you know. Um so that was another reason. But yeah, Uber Uber kind of um made the drunk bus obsolete, really, you know. Yeah. yeah.
0: Wow, that that's a very important point that you guys brought up with with, yeah. with that the bus, yeah, and he's I mean, he's everybody's Uber on that campus. <laughs> so, so that makes complete sense. All right, well, uh, I guess uh, at this point tell us where we can see drunk bus I know it will be available on some video on demand platforms
1: yeah it's going to be on FilmRise, on uh, their platform it'll be on Amazon iTunes uh, Google Play Microsoft nice um, Roku I think mm-hmm. uh, not to be confused with Roku.
2: and then you can go to drunkbus.com um, and you can you can you can uh, find where it's playing because it's also playing in, in drive-in theaters and virtual theaters and real in theaters um throughout the country and those we're adding dates every day so you can just keep checking back the on the website as well as internationally too it's playing in the UK and Australia and um New Zealand as well.
0: Loved it such a fun, fun film guys. Uh before we get into um Future projects. Tell us a little bit. A little bit about drone boning. Um, I got. I caught the trailer on YouTube. Uh, not safe for work. Um, but you know, watch it anyway. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm curious on, on on getting participants for that. How how does that work for drone boning?
1: Um, that was through a website in San Francisco. We shot it in and around San Francisco it was kind of like a craigslist but for like i don't know extreme not necessarily sex workers but just more free form like you know life models if you're doing drawing classes or exhibitionists or right dancers this kind of stuff and it was actually the weekend that uh, burning man was happening so it was slim Pickens, oh. and um, we just I, I think we were actually booking talent as we were shooting like for the next day cuz we shot it two or three days over Labor Day weekend and I remember we were driving to shoot one couple and then we were booking someone that we had for tomorrow was getting back to us so it was kind of everything was fast and furious we um we didn't have permits we would scout and then shoot um, so yeah that's that's how we got the people and some of them were real couples and some were you know just down to do something experimental
0: wow and there's no simulation. We're, we're talking the real deal here, aren't we? No. It's all
1: simulation.
0: Some so oh, it is all simulation. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Because I guess there's yeah. that line you don't want to cross from pornography to. to
1: yeah. You know, yeah. We considered it, and it got a look. You know, we were like, wait. We all kind of felt like, wait, what are we doing here? And like, no, let's, We're not gonna.
2: It was. So we, we also had a VFX people's penises out because there were yeah. some of them were too large. <laughs> so you didn't yeah. think of doing what La- Lars von Trier did
0: in um, uh, *Nymphomaniac*? He actually hired porn actors to actually, yeah, to do that the was... actual <laughs> sex scenes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: come on, Lars. It's you know, it's too easy. It's it's more artistic when you choose. To, I don't know. Um, yeah, we didn't we didn't want to go that route.
0: Completely fair, completely fair. Yeah, because that, that quite, got quite a buzz. And interestingly enough, you said this is your first feature, guys, from drone boning to drunk bus, basically. Yeah. Uh,
2: some in between, but yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I mean, don't discredit the Fart Olympics, which happened in between drone, drone boning and, and uh, drunk bus, which if you haven't seen, I highly recommend. It's very on brand for us. <laughs> I love it.
0: Well, well tell um... us what's next, guys. I mean... Now that drunk bus is, is you know getting great reviews. I'm sure you're thinking about your next feature already. I'm hoping you are. We
2: drone have, boning too.
1: <laughs> we're we're gonna do a, a universal, like we're gonna cross a multiverse with drone boning and drunk bus. And, and that we're gonna combine the two concepts.
2: For real? No, we're, we're
1: pitching no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, whatever, maybe it could happen, but we're pitching a lot of things that we've been writing. Uh, over the couple of years. And and, um, and we're also reading a lot of scripts, which has been a fun new thing for us. Um, okay. So we're, we're cooking a lot of pots. We haven't really focused on uh, what the next thing is. We have prospects. And okay. some are horror comedy. Some are straight up horror. Some are, uh, one's another straight up comedy with uh, the same writer, Chris. It's more like a, a mockumentary type thing. So, you know, we have, Obviously two different minds. We have tastes that usually we tend to uh bring together. So yeah, it's could it could be a surprise.
0: Okay. Has Chris thought about riding a drunk bus too?
1: I don't think any of us have thought about drunk bus too. Okay. What would <laughs> what how, what I,
2: what would happen? He's just he's just like still driving the bus and yeah. It's just like I don't know. Oh well we could have we did have a joke though. We said uh, pineapple because we were like Rochester and cold. What's the opposite? It's like let's go to Hawaii and let's do drunk Samo- bus to pineapples paradise. Samoa. Yeah,
0: L- two L- drunk yeah. two bus. He could actually be in Samoa for real this time instead of pretending about it.
1: <laughs> we did have a joke that like it's the 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 bus is now a time machine, and for for no reason <laughs> at all. There's no ref. Like it's a it's a straight up like sci-fi right. drama like serious time travel movie right and uh china charlie uh comes out of the, the universe as like he he was the only person that knew all along from the first movie that he had this time device but he didn't tell anybody about it and there's no reference to, to first love being a comedy at all
0: i love yeah. it awesome awesome
1: well, guys this, is,
0: this has been tremendous thank you so much for talking to us i love the film yeah. I urge everyone to go check out Drunk Bus. It's a good, fun movie. I mean, it's got drinking, it's got um, farting and belching. It's it's, <laughs> it's got a lot of things, but it's got a lot of heart. It's, it's got, got, got everything you of, need. It's got a lot of hearts. It's, it's a good story. It's a good buddy comedy, unlikely friends, and and um, yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. Great, great, well produced, well directed. Um, fine film, guys, and and thank you so much for talking to us here on uh, Below the Belt show, and if we could, before we let you go, if you could, let us know who you are, do a little plug for Drunk Bus, and then let us know you're on Below the Belt show.
1: All right, How do we want to do this, Brandon? We should divide it. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, Hi, I'm John Carlucci, director of Drunk Bus, and you are listening to and watching the below the belt podcast with al soto this is my partner
2: hi i'm brandon leganki i'm another director of drunk bus and you're listening to below the belt with al soto my favorite podcast in the world sorry is that too loud i love it yes that was funny i just woke up my baby he's like crying now
0: Oh yeah, inside-out vagina. I, I'm still like puzzled and how that's possible. I, like, I'm still.
1: <laughs> uh, that, that's you'll have to ask Chris. you have to ask Chris about that one. I'll ask Chris. That was that was his idea. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know for, about that one either. For some society, like the the society of of inside-out vaginas, to come down on us for that one. We'll see. We'll see what happens.
2: <laughs> that's good. that's a star. I think that's a Star Wars reference too, isn't it? Yeah,
1: exactly. It's the Sarlacc pit. That's terrible.
2: I love it all, guys.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks, uh, Al. Thank you, Al.